Hello, everyone. In today's episode, I'm joined with Fuller Shade, and um, in today's episode, um, we're going to be um, we're going to be speaking about autism as it, as it is uh, Autism Awareness Month um, for this series. Um, and 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 her her daughter has autism, and it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to hear it from like um, a, a mother's point of view, and and how it is for her as well. So uh, so so thank you for for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Mason. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting um, because I, I know I know we spoke before about like um, like I'm autistic as well, so it could be like I suppose helpful if uh, you have any questions for me. But it's gonna be really nice hearing about like you, uh, like, I suppose how you deal with things, but maybe talk about a little bit about diagnosis side of things. And yeah, mm-hmm. um, so if you could just to start with, you maybe talk a little bit about you, uh, explain who you are, uh, a little introduction. Okay, I am Fala Sharedan Oketola, and I live in Finland. I've got two beautiful daughters. I'm married, and I've got two beautiful daughters. One of them is autistic, and we got her autism diagnosis at about four years, when she was about four years old, and that's when the journey really started with supporting her to be able to be the best that she can be. And interestingly, we didn't quite see some of the signs on time because she didn't go to daycare until she was three. And being the first girl, um, you know, it was so easy to miss the signs as you, I mean, we weren't comparing her to anyone. It was just her. So it was when she then moved to the daycare from home and had to mix with the other kids that the you know, the symptoms became apparent and very obvious. And that's how we started the process of assessment and eventually getting her, um, you know, the diagnosis and then the support started officially. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you feel it was a long time to get to, to get her for a diagnosis of autism, like, like with the process? Um, well, with the way it works in Finland, I would say that the waiting process was about, it took about a year. I mean, the whole of the assessment took about a year. So although we started just around the time she was three, we didn't quite get it until she was almost four. And, but then what happens here is that there is um, an early intervention program. So although you're also going through the assessment, and waiting for the official diagnosis, there is someone who starts to work with the family to support the child. And um, if I have to translate it to English, it's like a developmental counselor. So she steps in and starts to support the family and the child using simple methods, um, support the child's speech, and also in terms of some of the behavioral um, support that the child might might need so that's where um, that's what kinds of kind of makes it easier because we had the early intervention whilst we were waiting for the official diagnosis yeah yeah it's it's good like you you got one um because i i know it can take a while um with like um having tests and and going constantly to appointment and trying to fight mm-hmm to get seen to get heard and, and stuff like that but um yeah it's really interesting that you said you're uh you're from Finland because um 
I don't believe I've had but just someone from Finland before so uh, that's nice um okay. <laughs> to, to hear from but I suppose point of view over in over in Finland um mm. but 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 um for the diagnosis like what would um was you aware what autism was before um she was diagnosed yes I was um but like I said you know I didn't quickly notice the signs but when the signs began to show and that was when I started to think that, okay, this really looks like autism, but I didn't conclude yet. But, you know, interestingly, but because what I said, because of the signs that I was saying, and because I had a bit of understanding about autism already. So I sort of expected it, you know, I expected it when, you know, when the signs came, like she wouldn't mix with other children, she wanted to be by herself. She had certain toys she wanted to play with. So, you know, all those signs already made it clear that I knew already that this is autism. Like, this is likely what we're going to get. But it wasn't quite the same with my husband, who you know, had no idea what autism was before the journey started for us. And so it was like quite like that. And I remember that when I reached out to someone and who, I mean, I saw a video of someone and I reached out to her because I just wanted to be able to talk to someone, another parent. And the first thing she asked me is, is your daughter diagnosed? I said, not yet, but we are in the process. But I sort of know already that she is autistic. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good that you did know because I know not all parents do at that stage um, know about autism um, before you actually see the signs and, and get diagnosed so I saw it that was really helpful um for you and and just to you know so something's not right here um to being getting diagnosis does help with support as well um in schools um as well yeah it, it's I think it's good that you were on the ball I think there um because if you're not um it's a process I suppose if I know a year is I suppose very slow for a diagnosis but it's pretty fast compared to um some people's um a year um because mm. some, sometimes people don't get diagnosed like i think nowadays you get you see people more in, as an adult um have to have that get a diagnosis of autism and mm. i actually i spoke to someone that was in their 40s and and they got diagnosed with autism and I, 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 I was speaking to them uh I spoke to her and I, I also presumed that she knew what autism was um because it, as an adult and uh for being, being 40 and and she didn't she she, she didn't know until she was diagnosed um and I, I was surprised um because um yeah like like back when I was diagnosed um, you find quite a lot of people my age were getting diagnosed and it, it it's interesting how old were you when you got the when you were diagnosed I was I was nine when I was diagnosed um okay that would have been in 2009 um and yeah it it was uh, probably about a similar time to you uh, but, but not, not to you to, to your daughter um uh, the process and stuff uh, go to London mm. uh, a great Ormond Street hospital I went to have tests done don't all remember it very well but I know I was diagnosed and had autism um but, uh, yeah it was I was nine 
Okay. Yeah, but um, with um, with with you, like, how how was you um when she was diagnosed with, um with autism? Um, you know, it was two things actually because I was I would be honest that at first I was worried, and why I was worried is because although I knew that it was autism before the diagnosis came. But, you know, what I knew about autism, you know, then isn't quite what I know now. So the first thing that I experienced was fear. I was worried. I was concerned that, oh, my God, you know, how is this going to be? How is she going to be? Is she going to be totally dependent on us? Because that's, you know, the part of autism that I knew at the time and so the things I knew about autism at the time was such that it created fear in me rather than, so I, I didn't quite see any positive side in, you know, I didn't have any positive expectations immediately. So, but it then took me trying to, you know, to read more and then to research more, to ask more questions and to start to see, okay, what is the future likely to look like for her. So that's where, when it started to get easier. So, I mean, acceptance wasn't instantly, but then acceptance for me was a lot faster than my husband, because I mean, like I said, he was hearing about autism for the first time. So he at first was just like, no, I think she's just taking out, you know, she's just taking her time. There's nothing wrong with her. He didn't want to, see it or accept that something I mean yeah like I mean with what I know now I wouldn't say something you know was wrong or is wrong but you know because of the kind of knowledge that you have about something then it sort of affects how you see it so acceptance was faster for me than for my husband but I still experience fear and concern but one of the things that really helped me is um you know one of the processes we had to go through was having to first of all have a conversation like a meeting with a psychologist who you know wanted to talk to me about the process how are you feeling about you know this and all of that and yes I expressed my concerns because there is also the part of self guilt like the self blame was it something I did wrong was this was it one time that she fell down? Was it one time, you know? So you just want to be able to pin it to something. And you, I mean, you just don't want to accept that nothing causes it. You, you, you understand my point. So I passed through all of that stage first, trying to have a reason for why she was getting the diagnosis. But of course, now I know better. I mean, it's been it's been years now. So I know better now. And I realized that yes. My concerns were valid, but it is also because of what I knew at the time. Yeah. How long ago was it um, when she was diagnosed? Um, well, now that was, she's seven now. So she, she was, that, was, that would have been almost four years. Okay. Almost four years, yeah. Okay. Um, and does she know that like she has autism? And so, like, like, really? No, I don't. No, she doesn't. 
yeah and like do you find that hard like when like to tell her that she she's got autism because of like like what she might think and, and stuff oh you know at the moment it isn't a bond like it, it's not a conversation that i have thought about of talking to her about and that's because i don't think that she's quite ready yeah. or she does she i mean at this time i don't think she understands yet hmm. yes i know that she would of course know that she's quite different from all the kids she probably knows herself that she does things differently from other kids but it's not yet a conversation that i think she will understand right now so but i think when we get to that point that i'm sure that she will understand it we will have that conversation but otherwise we treat everything like normal as it should be so she probably and that's another reason why she might not see herself quite like differently because we kind of normalize everything that she does i don't know if you get my point so yeah. we're not treating her like oh you know something is wrong with you so you have to be like this no there's no exclusion in any way thing there's no so she still gets included but in a way that is suitable for her yeah 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 i, I know what you mean um like when i was diagnosed um i possibly got told i don't remember actually i think it was pretty soon but um i uh i didn't accept having autism so i i didn't really understand it myself um so i know what you mean like it's also kind of your choice really isn't it like if you want to do it now or you want to do it later i um mm. but uh, as long as uh some point uh if you under yeah she, she understand at some point i suppose um mm-hmm. but but for me um i didn't um it took me a while to kind of accept having it and like maybe having extra support um than other people thinking yeah i'm gonna be having extra support and some people are not um but yeah it, it's it takes a while i suppose you've got to be confident as well um to talk about it and um if, if she wants to maybe um at some point like when you feel ready or when you feel ready to talk have that conversation um just to like reassure her that it's not it's nothing bad it's good um that like, it's a good thing because you get extra support you get a lot of autism um although mm-hmm. you may have support you'll be good with different things like um mm-hmm. she might like dancing i don't know <laughs> she, she, she might like dancing yeah. Um, and then she'll be really good at dancing and maybe not so good as someone else. Maybe oh, maybe, yeah. maybe football, for example. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, but yeah, it's just it, a lot of autism goes with your, what your interests are and yeah, what your personality is like and, and stuff. Yeah, I agree with you because and that's one of the things we've also tried to do, which is to focus or to put more attention on her strength while you know at the same time supporting um, her in the areas where she still needs to catch up you understand so she for instance would know that oh she's very good at these things because she sees how we let her see that i mean 
these are things that she's really good at. And so we give her a lot of support in that area at the same time supporting her. And which is a good thing because, you know, and one of the things I've realized also is by showing her strength and also by, by talking about her strength, it also educates, I mean, I'm, I mean, I have an African background, so the experience also with the community might not be quite the same as you have hmm. or your parents had, you understand. So yeah. there's also that factor in it. So by projecting and showing the positive sides, the things that she's very good at that are, you know, sort of beyond her age. So there's that marvel that, oh, so, you know, she's autistic and she, she can do this already. So that when the part where she needs support then shows, um, it sort of balances out. I don't know if you get my point. So mm. there is that need to also show that autism isn't just about the negatives because that's the narrative in, um, you know, in a lot of communities. So there's still that stigma and there's still that culture of not wanting to talk about a child's diagnosis because you fear that they will be subjected to stigmatization or exclusion or, you know, all of those things that come with it, not just the child, even the parents as well. So that's what we've tried to do to, to showcase her positive side. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is difficult. It's difficult. I suppose in every country, things are done differently, mm -hmm. like, uh, like the support, mm -hmm. support systems and stuff. Um, like over here, probably different to where you are um, in Finland. Um, like how, how everything's done, how it's processed. Um, like, like I suppose um, I spoke to uh, mum the other day and a bit like worried about the future, what the future could hold, and and stuff. Like um, with uh, with your daughter, what what type of autism uh, does she have? Is it like high functioning or low functioning? Um, yeah, what kind? Of Okay, well, we do with weights here in Finland. Um, they do, they don't use the you know the three system of high functioning or mm -hmm. low or you know the one to three. No, it's so she just has is that child um like childhood autism basic like if I'm doing direct translation from Finnish to English, so it's just basically childhood autism and that's it. So there is no okay. there is no grading to it. So what the joint just do is assess the child and then the child gets. The, all the support that they need based on the doctor's report, you know, that shows, okay, this is the child's strength and these are the areas where the child still needs lots of support. And then they give the child the required support, you know, so there really isn't that grading of whether she's high functioning or she's low functioning, but, you know, just focus on what she's, yeah. she needs help with and giving her that support. And if I must say with, all of the things that I know in Finland, I think Finland has really done quite well. So I am not too worried, you know, about her future, if I must be honest. I'm not too worried because if things are still the way that they are, and I can only imagine that it will get better, the support is there. Yes, the waiting period can't be long because we waited almost a year before we got a speak therapist. Like, we, I mean, even after getting the diagnosis, it took like a year before we could get the speech therapist to work with her. So sometimes the waiting period is long for the services, but when you eventually get the service, it is worthwhile 
and you can be sure that the child is going to get you know what they really need and as they grow up as well they're depending on the age they're still different different supports that they get based on their age and what it is that they need yeah 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 that, that, that is really interesting like um how it's done from finland and than over here mm. because um like, like you said you don't have like uh, it's just autism it's not high or, or low just you could all autism um mm. so let's put it another way um what does your daughter struggle with um like like, like um i suppose in a day-to-day day -day basis okay well the the biggest struggle that she has or has had was a big communication yeah so that was one of the things that was like the, the biggest struggle for her to be able to communicate, you know, both ways, either to be able to express herself and also to understand when you, you know, you are telling her something and you need her to understand what you've said. So mm -hmm. um, that's, that's like the highest, the highest sort of support, support that she really, really needs. And, um, but of course it gets better it's gotten a lot better than it used to be. And I must also say that because she also is a child that is exposed to three different languages. We speak two languages at home and then she speaks a different language at school. So I think that, you know, also contributes to um, the delay that she has experienced with speech. You know, I mean, there's the autism and there's the fact that there are multiple languages so that's one of the like biggest struggle that she's had to deal with with yeah. um, communicating. But now she's able to understand a lot better and she's able to use the languages, you know, sometimes like she's she, like interchangeably. So sometimes she wants to say something. So she would use the language that is most easiest for her to express herself. So which is, I think, is a brilliant thing because... I mean, it isn't quite easy to be exposed to three languages and also being autistic. So it's a lot to deal with. But we've also tried to, um, you know, you stick to one language at home for her. Yeah. And But then again, because we speak the other language ourselves, so somehow it's still in the households. We can't like completely do away without it. She still hears it, even though we don't use it to communicate with her. So her biggest... Um, challenge at the moment is the language and then other little struggles here and there for instance um um, um when she has to steam in for instance like she has likes to hop around so we've also what we've also done is to redirect that um so she has like her bean bag and she has a mini trampoline at home so she doesn't have to do that on the sofa and there's some other struggles that we've had was at the time where she had pika where she would put almost everything in her mouth, like things that aren't edible. She put them in her mouth, but that one now has um, like reduced it. It's like almost not there anymore. So um, that's about it. And of course, some other, you know, struggles here and there, like you might understand, for instance, maybe dealing with um, not being able to wear certain clothes because of the fabric or the tags. Um, there's also the one of the sensory issues, certain meals, you know, she doesn't find them comfortable to eat. 
So, you know, all those other things that come along with being an autistic person. Yeah, that, that's really interesting because, um, yeah, that, that's really interesting because to speak three different languages, um, yeah, the, I mean, that's tough for anyone if you're autistic or not. It is. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what are the three languages then? Okay, so it's English, yeah. then there is Yoruba, which is our like native Nigerian language. And then there's Finnish, which is the official language in Finland. Like Finnish is the language in Finland. So she <clears throat> speaks Finnish at school and then at home it's English and Yoruba. Yeah. Is it, is it at home more than one than the other or is it kind of even? Um, let's see. Well, I think when we are out of the house, it's more of Finnish. But when we are in the house, it's sort of a balance because if I'm speaking with my husband, uh, it's almost natural that I'll be speaking our native language. And then but when I am speaking with the children, then we switch, like the switch is just there that you speak English to them. But they, um, they, they hear or speak Yoruba to ourselves. But another thing is that, you know, when the diagnosis came to make it easier for her communication, we started to speak more of English than Yoruba. But somehow along the line, her interest, you know, peaked and she had by herself started to try to learn Yoruba. So now she, I mean, the things that are of interest to her are the things that she knows in Yoruba. Well, it's really interesting. And yeah, um, like, is that quite recent or was it like um, when she was younger that she, she did learn these uh, other languages as well? Um, well, it's as she's, she grows, I'd say that her, you know, her interest in Yoruba sort of peaked last year. So it, it, um, there was the, this increase in wanting to learn Yoruba just last year. In fact, it's interesting that like early last year, I was still telling my friends that, oh, like she has refused to understand the language that it's just less than five words that she really understands in the language. But along the line, she started to search for um, videos by herself. And so she's basically self-taught with the things that she knows. So if there are different things that we have had to teach her, but there are things that she's had to learn by herself. Okay by watching videos yeah yeah that helps yeah watching mm. videos um yeah because yeah i prefer that reading books or, or something like that because lose conversation <laughs> and that, um, I, I lose it and i think other things than i'm reading a book uh <laughs> so <laughs> audio is better for me but um but yeah that that is very interesting that she knows three languages because I know parts of other languages, like, um, I don't know them languages, but I, a bit of French, we, oui. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but, um, but yeah, like, uh, I, I suppose it's useful to, to learn languages anyway, like to say you're going to another country for a holiday, um, mm -hmm. like you're, you're speaking that language, so it's helping them out, and um, I think most countries do know English though, so English is a, is a good one to, uh, to learn mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I, I think anywhere well, most countries do speak English um, but, um, mm -hmm. but yeah but it's not nice that she has a little like pattern going like 
at school you're speaking um in finland at home um your your your, your parent country and english so yeah i think that's yes. brilliant um that, mm. that, that's then like um we're always learning i suppose because there's all sort of words exactly and, um so you, you're probably still learning now um um at home maybe maybe after after school or something like that it might be learning a couple more mm. uh but yeah yes yeah yes yeah, she's 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 constantly learning like every time she has her tablet um you can see her always searching for something wanting to you know so like she's constantly learning and and i think it's a beautiful thing you know i mean that's the good thing about autism because um, you know when you have this interest of course, sometimes it can be, you know, hyper-focusing, but then it's also a good thing because it's coming from a place of wanting to know and being knowledgeable because there are quite a lot of things that she knows, you know, I've been at seven that I know that some adults don't even know. And, and I think that's one of the beautiful things as well, because like we've had times where we traveled and, you know, she's been able to have the opportunity to show you know some of the things that she really knows and everybody's going wow 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 but which is a good thing as well because like I said that uh, having that knowledge sort of covers for the part where she's still struggling you know at the moment so it just sort of helps to balance things out because when they know that oh my gosh she knows this so even the things that she doesn't really know it doesn't come off as Oh, why doesn't she? What? Why doesn't she know that? Or from a place of, oh, she's going to know it at some point. So there's that understanding that comes with it eventually, when people realize that I mean, she 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 knows something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. When we say we're, we're always learning, because I think everyone everyone's learning all the time, um, learn new things. What happens all over the world, and I think it's great um, that like hearing about different things that happen like in your your country, Finland. And then over here in the UK, so it's, it's very good like how different things work. Um, like um, it's good that I suppose you're, you're not worrying about the future uh, for now. Um, like kind of see how that comes about and, and what happens there. But um, but yeah, yes, it, we're taking it one day at a yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's better better that way. Um, even though um, worrying is part of life, isn't it? Like I suppose. True. You, you've probably been uh, worrying bits in there about like getting diagnosed and stuff like that and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. fighting to get appointments, being, a, um, being on the ball. Um, so, yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's been, a, it, it's good. It's good uh, It's good to worry, I suppose, because if you don't, there's something wrong. I think. Yeah. True. You know, I mean, I think that's the thing. You know, what, what I mean, worrying, but then making sure that it is healthy we don't go over the board you know I think I'm, I would I would think that every parent worries at some point about their child even if they're not autistic you're worrying okay how is my child going to cope at school if your child is going to have big changes in their life just you sort of worry I mean that's what parents do I suppose but then you know when you now have a child that is autistic it might just be that you have an extra layer of worry as a parent compared with if your child didn't have any diagnosis at all so i think that's what it is there is the worry but we just also learn to be positive about things and just be hopeful that that she's she's going to be fine yeah yeah 
Yeah, like, have you, like, um, in your head had an idea, like, about maybe what age that you would, like, have that conversation with her um, about autism? Hmm, not yet. But I'm thinking that, let's see what it looks, what it feels like. Because what I think, what I have in my head at the moment is that we might get to that point where she might start to see that, okay, well, that, you know, when she comes to that self-realization, I think maybe that's the word I'm, I should say, use. So for now, she's, she's, for now, I must be honest, she's just like a free bird. She's yeah. not worrying about anything. She's not seeing herself as worrying about anything. So literally, it's like we are the ones who are doing the worrying for her, who is seeing the differences and all. She, she doesn't see that at all at the moment. So if there ever then is a time where she gets to that point that she becomes, she starts to realize, you know, that, okay, I, I, I kind of do things differently. I don't like to do things this way. Why do I? want to do things differently then yes the conversation and I think that's when I'll know that okay maybe now is a good time to have that conversation because then there's a self-realization then it makes it easier to then tell her that it is okay that you do things differently but for now she's just she's just afraid but she's, she's not even worried about anything so I just believe that it's okay to let things be at the moment if she's not seeing herself differently then it is fine for now yeah 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 i think yeah i think that that's a you've got a good plan there <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but but yeah like everyone's different like um people do like like parents do say straight away um even if they probably don't understand like it's choice it's choice like um but as long as like she she has an idea of maybe of herself or she don't um she knows that she's autistic and she maybe need that little bit of help um because because over here um being autistic is um uh, more of a good thing um like uh, it's more nowadays you get more good things than bad things about it even though the bad things are good to talk about as well what people don't understand but um have you been able to like um, meet many people like in Finland, uh, for example, that um, or, or mums or people who have autism as well? Um, not so much. Um, well, how do I say this now? Not many adults. Yes, other moms I have met where our kids are about the same age group. But for adults, not so many. Well, maybe with other disabilities, yes, but not autism. You know, other disabilities, yes, but not autism. But um, I have also recently discovered um, two ladies who are autistic, actually autistic adults and who are friends. And, um, but then they got diagnosed, as, you know, as adults, not even as kids. So um, that's about it for now. But we, but outside of Finland, oh yes, I have met quite a number of people, like autistic adults. So many, I mean, now that it is helpful. And um, so, and another thing I, I, I would suppose also has worked for me is that it is interesting, you know, because 
talking about how I've just said the ladies I discovered now who you know got their diagnosis as adults, it is interesting because at, at the beginning of the journey for us, I like I said, you know, I was worried because of what I knew about autism. But as it progressed and as she started to grow and we started to understand it a lot more. It is interesting because she would do so, she does so many things. And I would tell my husband that, oh my God, this is me as a child. Like I was exactly like that. As there's so many things she does that just makes me have flashbacks. You understand? Like it always takes me back to myself as a child. And I would just tell my husband that, oh my God, I did that. Like, you know, that is it's sometimes I'm like, this is spooky. <laughs> like, how? How, how is it that she does this exact same thing that I did as a child? So is this what it is? And so it, I, I, what I've done is that I, I, I didn't look at myself and I'll be like, okay, if I was like this as a child and I mean, there was no therapy or something at the time. Yes, it was difficult, honestly, if I must be honest, it was difficult not to have had that support because people don't quite understand how to deal with you because they don't understand why you are that way. But I think it's one of the things that also gives me hope for her that if I, I mean, with, with being in, the, in an environment that I didn't quite understand why I was like that, and I, I mean, this is me now, then I have higher hopes for her. Although I didn't, you know how we, we stopped, you, you asked me about maybe the different level. Yes, like with the, with the speech, yeah. she needs more support than I did. I didn't struggle so much with speech like she does now. But other than that, there's so many other things that, that is just boom, exact. Yeah. Do you, do you sometimes wonder um, like how um, it came that she got like autism um, as well? Like, do you sometimes think like why, like, um, why has she got it like autism like in the first place? Do you sometimes wonder about that? Oh, yes, I did at the beginning. You know, that's where I mentioned the self-blame. Yeah. So at, at, at the beginning, I was I wanted to be able to tell myself that the reason why she's autistic, because of the knowledge I had at the time, which was a bit biased. So I wanted to be able to tell myself that, oh, was it because I didn't eat something? Or was it because I ate so much of something when I was pregnant? Or was it because of one time she had a really huge fall, you know, as a, when, when she was trying to walk, to learn to walk from crawling to walking. So I wanted to be able to have that reason, like that's one reason to be able to tie to the diagnosis. But then when I started to read more, I realized that, okay, maybe not quite. And then the day that I also read, I found out that, okay, that it could, I mean, there, there could be, for some people, like there's no reason, but that it could be genetic. So when I discovered that it could be genetic, and then I was like, hmm, okay, May, just maybe there might be something there because if I am seeing myself as a child a lot in her, then it is quite possible. And of course, when I mentioned it to my mom too, that, oh, so, I, you know, I, and um, there's, you know, there's this study, I mean, there are studies out there that shows that it, that autism can't be genetic She's like ah oh, okay well you were quite like that too as a child so it's probably if it is genetic then it might just be linked to you so 
yeah. you know so there is that yeah yeah i think yeah i think it's good um yeah and like with um like you said you knew about autism beforehand is that what you did uh, like what made you um do it before like your daughter was diagnosed so, so what why why did you kind of know of it in the first place okay um how i got to know about it in the first place was because um just before she was born i was taking a course at the time you know for um um, early childhood um, care to be an um, early childhood caregiver. So, and part of the um, the curriculum was to know about um, childhood disabilities. So it wasn't just autism. So it was just learning about different kinds of childhood disabilities, um, autism, ADHD, and you know so many so many other childhood disabilities. So autism was part of the things that I had had to study at the time so so that's why I said them so I didn't just wake up and decide that oh there's something called autism so it was in the process of learning about childhood autism uh, childhood disabilities that I then had to read about autism as well and learn about autism so but then again the, the, the things that I had read you know were just those things that made you feel like the child is going to be totally dependent and all of that and also because the people that while studying as well, the people you sort of see are just children and some of them are the ones that really, really need lots of support. So it kind of sticks with you because, I mean, you are learning how to give support to those kind of children. So um, automatically when you then hear that your child is autistic, the first thing that comes to your mind is, oh, is my child going to be such that she won't be able to do anything by herself? You understand but. Yeah. But I think it's also a good thing because it then made me study further. So, you know, I'd studied it at some point, but it then made me read more and, you know, dig deeper to get a better understanding of what autism really is about. Yeah, I think that's great. And I, I, and I, yes, and I might just add that it is just also interesting that, you know, when, you, when, I look about, when I look at it, that it is interesting how sometimes knowing something like, there's the, there, I think there's a, there's a place for knowledge to be able to work with other people. And then there's a place for lived experience where you are now living, you know, that thing. So it's not just about, oh, what I read in the book or a research, but it is now about experience as well. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like anything, isn't it? Um, I suppose autism is a subject. Uh, let's say it's like a subject you're 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 learning about. It's like you're getting learned about English or something, or maths, mm -hmm. um, and then you're and then you're learning about autism or or something like that. And there's so many things to learn about it. Um, so many different, yeah, a lot, a lot of things about autism. Not it's not just this little thing, uh, but like um, for example, noise could be annoying. You have you have sensory as well. Um, Mm -hmm. which, which I am yeah I, I am because I, I don't like particular noises so if I get irritated um and I don't like close contact um so so yeah like um like, and the good thing is that everyone's different um but everyone's different anyway um if you have autism or yes. not but it's just that maybe um if you're interested in maybe in something that you maybe you talk about a lot and um mm. or you'll have um more support or there's a, there, are, there are places where you don't um need support you you, you want to do it on your own you wait to ask and there is 
what happened to me when I was younger, I needed the support, but I didn't ask for it because I didn't like, didn't want people to think of me in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's everyone, it's good everyone's different anyway. We're all the same. A bit uh, mad, wouldn't it? <laughs> the world would be, yeah, the world would be a boring place if we're all the same. And you know, I like the point where you made where, you know, you said that even, I mean, we are all are different as human beings. But yeah. then being autistic as well, we must also remember that no two autistic people are exactly the same because as much as I see a lot of myself as a child in my daughter, which sort of has made me think, you know, consider if I should even, you know, um, get, um, you know have it myself assessed or not because I still have certain struggles as an adult too because, you know, I have then had to read about what autism is in adulthood because you know before it was just what the focus for me was just childhood autism what it is in a child and I've had to read about what it can be when you're an adult and I can relate to so many things but it is interesting because as much as I I know that I I understand how my daughter feels in so many ways we still I quite for instance I have I am have very high sensitivity to noise but she likes the noise like she always (laughs) so she always she's she's the type that always wants the sound so she always wants the music she always always wants the sound and sometimes she wants it especially if it's something that she likes she wants it at a really high volume but then that is very disturbing for me like I have very high sensitivity to noise unlike her and so you know there is also that difference even though you feel like oh you know we are quite we're quite alike but then we are also not <laughs> quite alike you understand but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um so that's all you know one thing that we always have to remember so that nobody then puts anyone in a box that okay so i know what autism is so if the person is not exact does not take take all these same things that i know about autism then you know there's something isn't quite right we must remember that even every autistic person is different from the next autistic person. Yeah, yeah, it's, you can might get some similarities, maybe. Um, mm. um, like, um, yeah, like you'll maybe find something you're interested in that someone else will be interested in. You will find some people that won't be interested in it, um, and you may think, "Wait, what? <laughs> I like this, and you don't." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah. Um, like with the noise side of things, like for example, someone's eating and making too much noise, and I won't like that. Mm. <laughs> I think I don't make much noise. Why well, you make more noise than me? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but and then I like to go into. I'll say that, and then I'll in another noise setting. I love to go into maybe a game or I'll see in a. The team I like to play, and I'll cheer them on, and I'll, I won't mind the noise. Then <laughs> it's just those mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. bits, and and people who don't understand may say, "Hang on a minute, you don't like yeah. the noise of that. That's not as loud but, as that." That's but, true. Um, <laughs> but our brains work differently. Like um, like like I won't um, I, I won't like close contact unless probably I've known you or or something like that. Um, even a handshake. <laughs> um. And yeah, but but yeah, it's it's like noise is like everyone experiences differently. Um, 
and yeah, it's it's interesting what different people like. Um, like as you say, your daughter likes um loud and like music. I like music as well. Um, it kind of calms mm-hmm. people down, I think, as well. Even if it's loud, it probably calms her down from maybe a a day at school mm-hmm. or, or uh just a, a her, that's her that's her fun that's her hobby. But but for you, um, you kind of think um maybe let this go on for. A little bit, and then, and then when it's enough, I can't take this anymore. I'll have to, to, to turn yeah. it off. <laughs> you get, you get it. That yeah. that's exactly how it is, and it's the same with the touch that you mentioned as well. Like she loves to give, keep her hugs. She loves to give hugs, like really. She likes really tight, warm, you know, hugs. But then again, it has to be on her own terms. So she doesn't like random touches or just anybody hugging her. So. And you need to understand it to be able to know why, like how can a child that really loves to give hugs also not like to receive hugs? So it always has to be on her own terms. So that's, so it takes understanding how these things can be and for, for the person to be able to not get offended or to be able to understand that, okay, they don't like that or they like this and it's fine. Yeah, that's it. Like, like everyone like, has different ways around things and like so some people who don't understand autism like like um will not understand they'll think that the, that that noise is loud to wind someone up um and mm. not not realize um like she may not realize that you don't like it loud or or mm-hmm. uh, like it's just loud because it's really like that and like um maybe not understanding your thought on it or or something like that but um but yeah like um like people learn like, like you say um like it's something she likes um like music everyone i think everyone likes music um have a sing song mm. now and then <laughs> <laughs> that's right i i mean i like music as well i mean as much as i, I i've said that um i have very high sensitivity to noise but if it is a song that i like then it's, I mean, the volume goes really, 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 really high. And like you said, somebody could be like, oh, I mean, some, my, sometimes even my husband says that, like, he's like, he'll be like, wait a minute. Like, if I'm just listening to something on my phone, you are literally screaming that I should turn it down. And you are listening to music this loud, like make it make sense. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where you're like doing something like maybe on a phone call to someone? And then the this blast of music comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it's like like um is that the only thing that she, like happens? Like is there anything else that she does that um as well as listening to music? Oh well, of course, she loves music, she loves to draw, she's yeah. quite good at sketching, she sketches quite well. She loves to paint. She likes painting as well. I mean, it can be messy, but we let her do it anyway because it's something she's really quite good at. Um, like I don't know if you see this painting oh, behind yeah. my head here. Oh yes, yeah. Yes, that's she. She, she did that. Mm-hmm. Oh. So she loves to paint. She loves to draw. She likes to sketch. She loves to. Well, she can actually hyper focus on certain things. Like there was a time she was really learning about countries. So if you showed her almost any flag, she can tell you what country it is and the capital of the country. 
and some and she can she can also even tell you the continent that the country is in mm, so that's very good. like that's yeah. yeah so that's so if she really has interest in something she's going all out to really really learn about it which is which i think is a good thing yeah so yes which is it's, it's a good thing that she, and she she also and it's interesting you know because you know as much as i've said that we've had the issue of communication where she didn't speak much she still doesn't speak much but she started to read before she was three like she could read yeah. quite like she couldn't read really well although we can't i can't say that she understands everything that she's reading but she reads quite well even a couple of long words she's able to read them and um which is a good you know it's a good thing to so reading and also writing as well like if you tell her a word she would write it out it doesn't mean she understands it but you know she writes it out she she, she likes to read so those were some of the also the you know early things that she did quite well and it was always hard to understand like oh she can read very well but she can't use this words to communicate so um that's another thing so she has a couple of really good things that yeah. she does yeah so that's like really that. good like none the flags um mm. like like i like for, for example when it was the euros i think at the european championships um i saw outside i think of a restaurant there was like flags there and uh that's my dad. Uh, I'm gonna name every single one of them. See if you can do that. <laughs> and then I, I named every one of them, and like he couldn't. Yeah, it's, it's something I like to do as well. Like I'm good of. Yeah. I suppose if if I'm interested in something, I will memorize it and talk about it. Um, even if someone doesn't is not possibly interested in what I'm saying, or um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or like or like a TV show I like, or I'll talk about to someone that maybe thinks. Um, maybe you're over obsessed about sort of something when you're not it's just something you really like to do that comes part mm. of being autism I think like you like to do something and maybe talk about it a bit more often than you would you wouldn't go off it and just fix fixate on that and really enjoy it but but yeah um, that's great about the flag and, and the continents as well that, that, that's even better than like you know, you know all the countries and then you know what continent they're from what, what where they are um so yeah, that, that, that that's really interesting yes. because even though she's seven, mm-hmm. all these um skills will lead up to something in the future, like um like uh music maybe. Uh she she really mm-hmm. interested in music. You've got the flags, you've got even part mm-hmm. of the flags, you've got the um talking free languages, which could possibly yeah. in the future lead mm-hmm. lead to maybe more languages as well. Um so mm-hmm. um so that's great because um I can't I can like like I said before, I, I can I can directly uh, of course I can speak English. <laughs> I'm English, <laughs> um, but um, other countries um, not so much. Which going on holiday is probably not helpful for them, even though they will know English. But um, learning bits and bobs of other countries is nice um, um, to know. So so kind of speaking in the in the same language as each other. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is great, but um, but yeah, like um, it, like um, it, it's good that like you've done like like you've been on the ball and stuff. Which it doesn't stop, does it? Like being a parent of a person that's autistic, it, it doesn't just stop when you're diagnosed. It continues like um as they get older. 
Yes, it does. It, it continues. And um, I, I think, and I, I just say, maybe what then happens is, you know, each stage comes with its, its own um, need. I don't want to say maybe challenge, but, you know, for as she grows older, maybe some of the things, challenges that she's having now would, of course, not, not necessarily um, be there anymore. But then there may be other things to deal with at that age. So, you know, just like every child, um, each each stage of your life comes with its own needs or support that you need, even as a person, naturally. So I, I can only believe that. That's why I've just learned to take it a day at a time and deal with one thing that she needs support with per time. Like, so not to worry way too much about the future because I also don't want to... I just try to balance my expectations. Like I, I don't under expect so that I do not overlook some of the things that she's very good at. And at the same time, I do not over expect so that I don't put pressure on her to quickly be able to do the things that she's not quite ready to, to do at the time. So that's one of the things that I personally have tried to do. And of course, there is also that thing of trying to balance her relationship with her sister as well because that's also very important her sister loves to be in her space a lot so there's that thing of also trying to you know get them to get her to have that relationship with her sister yeah is is her sister the same age or a, a, a similar age no she, she's younger she's two. Oh, oh she's younger yeah so yeah the, the, mm. the, the, that's always good like um like she's like um she, 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 she's like hanging with her like at home like uh like, like sisters mm-hmm. do so yeah that, that that's good like um she's got that like like lot support at home and and yeah and like supporting her sister as well and uh yeah it's, it's really good it is it is yeah and yeah with the art as well I think I think it's great I can see the picture oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah yeah I, I actually did an art um last year at school um like an exam and like you have to be very patient um because it was two days long it was um and um for the art uh, I, I i was going in there clueless what i'm doing because you have to pick something to draw uh, of course plan beforehand and everything but when you're actually sitting there with everyone everyone's got to be quiet um you can't mm-hmm. move uh, if you if you drop a pencil if someone looks at you <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then I was actually quite impressed with how it finished actually, and it was, it was on a canvas, um, and yeah, it, I was impressed because I, I've, I have always liked drawing, but um, I haven't, I didn't think I would do something like that, and uh, I did quite well for two days straight, quiet, um, and then yeah, it came, came out good. So, so yeah, it's, it is like another thing there is that she's interested in doing that and. Like, like you got it on the wall so uh yeah <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah um like like good thing i thought you can draw what you want maybe how you're feeling uh mm. yeah it's, it's very good and it takes a lot of time though and lots of concentration it does it does and and um she's you know she, she's also quite detailed you know interest i was telling who was it? one of my friends about you know, the daycare that she, she attended is the one that her sister is now. And the other day I went there and, you know, some, someone who works at the daycare was asking me, oh, how is she doing? 
you know, now that she's at school and I'm, oh, she's good. And then the lady was saying to me that, he, that you know, I have a picture in my house that she drew of me while she, while she was still here at the daycare. So that's how far, I mean, how long she's been drawing and sketching. And the lady was saying to me, you know, that, that, that drawing is so dear to me because, you know, she drew my hair just the way I, oh, you know, hold it up in a bun. And then she drew because she said, um, you know, that she has this of she put um she pushes like a cart in the daycare to distribute stuff. That she drew her pushing the cart, and so she basically drew her like how she is at work. And that she said, oh, the drawing is so dear to her because it's just and it just shows that although everybody sees her as the child that isn't paying attention to everyone else, but she actually is detailed. So she she's seeing everything, even though she isn't quite you know acting like she's involved in everything which is a good thing yeah it's, it's always good to get involved with different things like like you might have clubs at school or or different places it's, it's always good to get involved um even though i don't know if if, if she doesn't if, if she does or she doesn't find it hard but it is it's very good to get involved with different things because it keeps you occupied it's always good to be occupied isn't it Mm-hmm. that's right that's right yeah yeah uh before we finish um is there any questions that you have for me um about autism or anything okay well maybe one thing i would just want to ask you is that um so what, how has the journey been for you now as an adult compared with when you were a child um it has improved because um i i was at primary um i was i had like a normal primary school and then after that, I went to mainstream for for a year, um, a mainstream school. And then I I left because they weren't understanding. Um, I wasn't confident. Like I didn't like having autism at that particular point. Um, and they all said they understand. Like um, if I'm saying I'm doing fine, of course they're gonna say that. They wouldn't come over to me if I if I was saying I was doing fine. They wouldn't recognise I wasn't doing fine. Um, so. Mm. So they wasn't very supportive. So lots of pressure there, um, and I get asked every time um, on the way home, or so I'm, I've had a good day, and I get annoyed sometimes because I, I never had a good day there. Um, but that's in like year seven, um, like one of the first years, and then after that I did go to a special school, which is pretty hard to get into. Um, but um, but yeah, I went in there. Um, I grown my confidence um, the years I was there. So there till year 11. And then after that, I go to mainstream. Um, mm-hmm. co- uh, no, I, actually, I didn't. Because part of that um, special school, there was this, uh, a college attached afterwards was made. Um, and I went there and I got I did like it, but I wanted something. I'm more confident that I was, I was more like that. The special school did help me to gain my confidence and talk to different people and uh people look up to me uh which was which is nice and I, I went to um to college and I some people were there I know so I kind of want to go to mainstream again because I gained my confidence I know if I'm not happy to say it, if I need help I, I will ask now um and and yeah I um I I I went there and then um I left to go to another one at, at some point which um yeah I, I left because um yeah, I, I, I left there and now I'm at a different one. But yeah, it's it's good. Um, like it's been, I suppose it's been a 
tough journey, I suppose, from getting diagnosed and not accepting it at first and thinking, well, if I've got autism, mm-hmm. it makes me dumb, I'm fit. Um, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like I realised I'm not um, and I can do different things that I, I want to do. Um, and yeah, I think it's been, it's been different. It'll be different to other people. Some people have different have experiences than me. Some people cope okay in mainstream. All depends on the person, I think. But um, but for me, I did struggle to ask for help. Um, and actually, I went on a work experience part of of a course I was on once, and I went to this place, and and they didn't know about autism, and I explained it to them, and it was nice. It wasn't nice that they didn't know about it, but I explained it to them, and they had a better understanding of it. Um, so they changed their kind of place there for people with autism and uh, chronic mm-hmm. illnesses as well. Um, so yeah, it's great um doing better now than it was originally well that's good that's that's a very good one thanks for sharing so you've gotten to that point now that yes you have fully accepted yourself and you have been true to yourself yeah yeah i learned that it's not bad not not a bad thing i know Mm. people will judge but um don't really care anymore (laughs) don't care they have their opinions (laughs) out of mine um Mm. um that's how the world works i um so kind of focus on yourself of what you're doing and you know people you live with and um always care about your friends and that but if people don't understand just don't talk to them or don't have them in your life yeah yeah thanks for sharing that with me yeah yeah it's been great like it's been been great hearing about like your daughter and like how you've been with that and yeah it's been, been really nice to talk to you Same here. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.